If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks, you can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly and um, it is free and I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing. Now, most platforms, you know, before you can even try it out, you need to sign up and pick a plan. I like Anchor because I don't have to go through any of that. So I recommend it. Now, if you really want to get into it, I recommend you going to your website, anchor.fm, and, you know, signing up. Or you can download anchor.fm from the Google Store, iTunes, um, and give it a try. So don't forget to go to anchor.fm, sign up, and I'll see you all in the podcast community. Hey folks, and welcome to the seance room. Now this seance room is very special. It's where I communicate with the dearly departed (laughs) and Uh, talk about everything and anything paranormal under the sky so with that being said please come and join us on Miss Hyde's sofa for another episode of Miss Hyde's Paranormal World I hope you enjoy and I'll see you later Hey folks, welcome to Halloween. So, today's episode um, is going to be a unique episode. It's going to be about uh, a bar and sinister Native American spirits. So, let's jump into our episode. So during the early 1940s, a majority of the world's commerce took place um, by ship. I think we all know that. (laughs) Now, Florida's Atlantic coastline was the vast and mostly inhibited at that time. So sailors who survived unfortunate shipwrecks would swim to the shore and then, you know, find food and shelter. Um, Now, places such as Stewart began to build facilities known as refugee homes. Um, Now, these buildings were placed um, to temporarily house sailors who managed to make it to land. Um, 
Stewart's house of refugee was located at a facility known as Gilbert's Bar. Now, Gilbert's Bar was built in 1876 and became a house of refugee not long after. It remained a service home until 1945 and is now considered a historical landmark and museum. Now, the rumors began to spread that the house um, is now home to several strange paranormal things. Now, some um, have heard of sounds and smells of cooking um, that emanate from the abandoned kitchen. Others have heard um, objects that once belonged to sailors would appear and disappear in a matter of moments. Um, a few residents of the Stewart um, house say they heard um, uh, some of these events. Now, um, there was a tourist, let's call him Billy Bob, came to visit the museum one time. And he's never heard about the histories. He didn't know anything. Now, all he wanted to know um, was to learn about the sailors who took shelter at Gilbert's. So he began training for the U.S. Navy in four months, and he wanted to check out the last of the houses of the refugee. You know, he says that the tour was enjoyable. It was... Um, you know, something he enjoyed. Now, many sailors were rescued from the Atlantic and given a fresh start in the house, which is ex inspiring if you, you look at it. Hey, I saved you. Okay, so might as well. Here, till you can get on your feet. Here's a place to live. There's, you know, stuff like that, which is cool. He says that the only thing that was odd to him was the kitchen. Um, he remembered feeling these random spots of cold air as he walked through the room. Now, of course, he assumed it was um, the AC unit, you know, going on and working at the moment. And when the tour ended, he asked if he could go through the rooms one more time. Now, as he entered the kitchen, he caught a whiff of something in the air. Something enjoyable, delicious. And it was quite strange. So he went uh, around each corner looking for the source of the smell. When he heard scuffling noise behind him, he turned and saw the strangest thing he had ever laid eyes on. It was a man, or he thinks it was a man, dressed in a tunic made completely of animal fur, um, wore woven leggings and gloves on his hands. But the strangest part was that the man had this mask in front of his face. Now the mask was exaggerated, downturned mouth, almost looking cartoonish if it hadn't been so creepy. Now, I mean, go for a tour. You're enjoying the tour. You're looking around and then you turn around and see this face. It would freak you out. The mask had a normal looking nose, but two simple dots for eyes. And on spokes made of bone, these objects were glued around the neck of the mask, hands, um, fish, and spikes. The mask, the entire presence of the man, creeped him out, and he figured it was just a museum, 
employee who's meant to act as part of the display or what Billy Bob thought. But when he found the tour guide and mentioned the man, she told him that the only staff member there, so she basically she was the only one in, in the museum, she told him about the Indians who used to live on the land some eight centuries prior. It was in the moment that he knew something very strange was going on. Um, he didn't want to stick around to find out because he already had a pretty good idea of what was going on. Um, but he didn't necessarily feel like uh, he was in extreme danger um, if he stayed. But he also didn't feel if he was safe. So as I drove out of town, he says, um, I swear I could hear war drums and chanting coming from down the road. Interesting. And I say interesting because it's a very interesting story. And I like it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going through. And the story was from the my um, favorite website, Backpackerverse. So, let's see. Um, there's another story I need to get to the website. Un momento, por favor. Um, so, how's everybody's Halloween going? Is going good? I hope so. Um, since trick-or-treating is, you know, kind of stopped and you can't do it. Um, many people are trying to figure out what to do. Um, but I personally think that, you know, you should have some type of thing going on in the home for your kids. You know, if you can't go out trick-or-treating, try to come up with something so your kids can enjoy the, um, festivities at least. Because it's kind of sad if they can't do anything. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm trying to find the next story. And I got to search. And it was a good one too. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Come on. Sorry, folks. This is really difficult. Okay, here we go. Um, Alright, let's see what we have. Alright, ghost stories. So, we got an option. We can do ghost stories, or we can do um, let's do a ghost story. What do you think? To do a real real life ghost story. I don't know. It's supposedly these are creepy ghost stories. I, I, you know, who knows if they're actually really creepy. Um, because it'll be the first time I, um, read them to you. 
So, I'm going to read a couple of them. And this is going to be our Halloween episode, so let's see how things go. Now, remember, this is from the Backpackerverse, my favorite website for haunted locations and paranormal stuff. You can find them on Facebook, and it's called Backpackerverse.com is their website. Coming of age with a poltergeist haunting me. So let's see what this one's about. Now that I'm an adult, I understand that energy behind poltergeist activity and going through puberty. But back then, it sometimes felt like a war zone. I'll admit, like my any teenager, I was often a pain in the butt. Almost, although ghost stories couldn't have been further from my mind... Okay, so, sorry about that. I had to deal with something. Okay, so, um, being a late bloomer at the age of 14, I finally got my period two weeks after my birthday, which when the strange events began. Now, I'll never forget the first night. I got up, went to the bathroom, scared but soon elated that I was becoming a woman. As I walked back to the bed, I felt something was in the family room behind me. When I backtracked my way to the family room, I realized that the grandfather clock in the hallway had stopped ticking. I noticed that it slowly started up again when I got a few feet away from it. Intrigued as well as creeped out, I stepped backwards and nearly jumped out of my skin. I hate that feeling when you like feel like somebody's... Oh my god, it's like one of those creepy weird feelings. Um, oh man, I lost my place. Demon dog, behave. Um, she's, I stepped backwards and nearly jumped out of my skin when it stopped once again. Back and forth. Excuse the demon dog, took her treaters outside. <laughs> Sorry, folks. This is what happens when I have a demon for a dog. Hence, we call him Demon Dog because he doesn't listen. Um, back and forth, I kept testing it, and every time it stopped and started, depending on how close and how far away I was. If that wasn't enough, I was soon distracted when the TV suddenly switched on itself. See, I've had the lights switched on and they're the kind of like you have to push the button to turn it on. Um, So um, the static was loud and I could hear a voice, but it was scratchy and hard to make out. Um, Can we say poltergeist? They're here. When my father came out in a temper, all activity subsided. That was only the beginning of a period where I was blamed for all the malfunctioning equipment and appliances in the house. My parents thought I was crying out for attention, but all I wanted was that for them to leave me alone. I couldn't convince them that I wasn't me. It, I wasn't to blame for all the strange and sometimes frightening activity. 
It was worse when I was alone in the house. One afternoon, I got home from school and I was relieved to be alone at first. I put some music on the stereo and sat on the bed and got my homework out of the way. Then I heard a squeaky grinding noise coming from the door. When I looked up, I saw the handle slowly beginning to push down. I stopped breathing and I started intently to... I stared intently at the handle turning 90 degrees, finally stopping. Sorry, folks. My dog is acting like crazy. That's why I call him Demon Dog, because he's like freaking crazy. Um, and the handle is pointing down toward the floor. It was excruciating, waiting to see what would happen next. I wondered if it was my little brother playing tricks on me, so I jumped off the bed and raced over to the door. I hesitated all as all the terrifying possibilities played across my mind. Now, don't you hate it when something's going on and you're thinking of all the scenarios as to what it could be um, and then none of those scenarios actually happen? <laughs> yeah, I hate that. As, he, as I hesitated, all the ter- terrifying possibilities played across my mind. Staring at the handle, I slowly reached out and prepared to yank the door open, telling myself that it was my brother, and, I gave, and I'd give him a royal butt kicking. Before I had a chance, the handle suddenly sprang upwards and back into place. I jumped, but then I felt a surge of anger, so I grabbed the door handle and opened the door. No one was there. I had that happen once at my old apartment. It fucking annoyed me. I mean, like, seriously, annoyed me. I I began to storm through the house, screaming my brother's name and feeling the tears welling up. Not one member of my family was home. I even checked for my cat, even though it was impossible for her to have played with the handle. She was outside on the fence. Then my door slammed and slammed shut all by itself. I've had that happen. I screamed and ran to the hallway. I stood at the end of the hallway and stared at my door. There were no windows open for a minute, and for a minute, I wondered if there was a burglar in the house. Thankfully, my parents pulled in the driveway. I ran out to tell them what happened. My dad is quite a bruiser, so he made us stay outside while he stormed into the house. It was only a few minutes later when he came outside, welding a baseball bat and shaking his head very annoyed. He grumpily told us that no one was in the house and that I had to get a grip on myself. Fuck him, too. My child's telling me things are happening. I'm going to believe my child. I burst into tears, stomped into the house, even though I was becoming quite afraid of the whole property. There were so many things that happened to me for the first year that I could easily fill a book. Ornaments would fall off bookcases along with the occasional book falling out for no reason. I've had that happen to me. Um, One time when I went out to the backyard to sunbathe, one particular wooden chime would go off. Well, well, not go off, but it would move and move and there was no wind. Um... Um, while the other the ones were um, still the hot faucet in the kitchen sink would often turn itself on if I was in the room and even the toilet would flush when I walked past the bathroom the strange thing is 
that during the whole year, the events only happen in our home, not at school or out and about or at a friend's house. The then the activity completely stopped on my 15th birthday. Now that I'm 38 and have children of my own, I worry about them having to go through puberty and hope against hope that they don't go through what I did. I'll never know if it was just my own intense energy, but I can definitely say with certainty that I felt like I was under constant psychic attack. That's another good story, in my opinion. Um, and that's what happens. Um, a lot of kids have all this energy that they emanate and it creates these poltergeist type activities and people start to wonder is like is it really that is it you know is it a good ghost is it a poltergeist what is it so it's kind of interesting next story something evil possessed us on our haunted honeymoon Ooh, this one's I think I read this one, but we'll see. I'd like to preface this story by saying that I love my husband and don't have any history of substance abuse or mental illness. See, this is where I love. I love when people say I don't have any history of this, this, and this. But in reality, you do have a history. Just saying. Okay? Believe me, I'm not giving anything away by telling you guys this information. I don't know. It sounds weird. But we'll continue. I just feel that when you tell people about this type of stuff, it's important to start off with a good understanding about the people involved. The same goes for my husband, Dean. We were childhood sweethearts and always knew that we were soulmates, like twins who were separated at birth. That what makes the story difficult to share. But I'll cut to the chase because I don't want to bore you with unnecessary details. Thank you, Bibby Jeeves. It all started the night of our honeymoon. Not having a lot of money and wanting to sink um, what we had in a new home, we decided to stay in a nice cabin near a lake. Now, we had a lot of fantasies about a romantic boat ride, champagne, strawberries in front of the roaring fires. You get the gist. That is so corny and mushy and romantic that makes me my stomach want to all over the place i know i have some beautiful color commentary so but this is what people seem to like my podcast for my colorful com com commentary now back to the story as soon as we stepped foot in the cabin i had a hunch that things weren't going to go well i call it a woman's intuition it's hard to describe, but I guess the best way to illustrate the atmosphere in the cabin was a sense of death and madness. I get the sense of madness all the time, and that's very uncomfortable. My heart started palpitating before I even put my bags down. Dean sensed it too, but we decided that it was probably just the needing it just needed to be aired out, so we opened the windows. But the fresh air didn't help the darkness we felt in the cabin. We unpacked and decided to go for a walk in the nearby forest. 
which sloped down toward the water. We heard, we, we tried hard to lighten the mood, but the feeling stayed with us everywhere we went. Strange for us, we started to argue about stupid things. Dean started to show disdain at my weakness, um, at my weak attempts of humor. He scuffed and rolled his eyes, which he never done before. There were several times when I felt like he wasn't even himself. Once back at the cabin, his nasty new demeanor got worse. I asked him what was wrong and he started to cry when anger, which angered him quickly. Just imagine how hard it is to see a man who usually worships the ground you walk on suddenly turn into a psychotic monster. I tried to reason with him, but I soon started to respond the same way. I became just as aggressive and soon we were at each other's throats. We were so mad we barely noticed the evil cackling in the background. As a matter of fact, we both blamed each other for the strange events that began to occur. When a mirror fell from the wall in the spare room, smashing into millions of pieces on the carpet floor, no less. Dean screamed at me from the kitchen, thinking that I had done it. The thing was, I was in the bathroom at that time. By the second night, I felt like I was two people in one. I had moments of lucidity when I cried and tried to plead with Dean to be kind to me. When he snorted in disgust and told me piss off and flew into a rage. Oh God, yeah, I remember those times. Those were wonderful times. I shudder when I think of it now, but I grabbed the skillet off the stove top and threw it at him, nearly missing his head. Oh yeah, that brings back beautiful memories. Except I wouldn't throw a skillet, I would, I threw a knife. And I threw it so hard that it went two inches into the door frame. Good times, good times. I was on. My hands are trembling as I write this. Dean charged at me with hands out like a tiger claws. I'll never forget his face because it wasn't his face at all. My anger prevented me from screaming in fear as I watched him close, closing in, looking like an old and twisted madman. His eyes were dark and were usually blue. I felt his hands around my throat, but I didn't think I stayed still and, and mute. I felt a banshee screeching from deep inside me. I reached up and scratched his face while he tried to strangle me. The howls that came from our throats were unholy, but there were other voices howling somewhere deep in the forest. It was so unreal. What stopped me was the sight of blood trickling down his cheek. I was like, I immediately changed back to my original self. Like a trigger, Dean too slipped back into his usual persona, complete with a handsome face. Suddenly we hugged each other desperately. Dean whispered in my ear, we have to get out of here. I didn't even wait to respond. Both of us let go of the scrabbled around the cabin, dragging our things into our suitcases and racing to get out. The atmosphere in the cabin became darker and it was difficult to even breathe. Outside, the storm clouds had gathered and as soon as the heavy downpour came upon us, we didn't stop till we got to the car. Dean started the engine and we sat for a moment staring at the cabin. It was strange, but we felt like we escaped a madhouse. 
when we took off, we both burst into tears and apologized to each other profusely. We never discovered the history of that area and the cabin, but trust me, we will never go back. Interesting. Um... Um, that was a, uh, that was a very good one. I like that one. So, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed our stories. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I'm almost to 1,500, uh, plays on Anchor. Um... And it was just, it seems like it's just been, and I'm not going to lie, it's been two weeks since I hit a thousand, or a little over two weeks that I was at a thousand mark, and now I'm almost at 1,500, which, again, I'm going to end up breaking my goal for this, for hitting 1,500 by December 31st. Um, I'm like... 60 or something away from 1500 so again thank you very much to everybody who listens who has subscribed who shares who likes um please whatever platform you listen to please give this podcast a five-star rating that's the best you can do um i don't ask for donations i don't ask for any of that um, if you do like to donate, you can donate through, um, Anchor. Um, I can leave the link for that. Um, I do have a PayPal if you want to donate via PayPal. Um, I do not ask for donations, um, but donations also provide better equipment, um, better, uh, you know, background cancellation, stuff like that, a better setup. So I'm not asking for donations, but if you feel like you want to donate to the podcast, by all means, it's, it is your choice. I'm not forcing you because I get a lot of questions. Why are you forcing, forcing people to donate? I'm not forcing anybody to donate. I'm not forcing anybody to donate that's something you want to do um so you know please do as you please so again don't forget to like share and subscribe check us out on our social media um and i wish you all a safe and enjoyable halloween don't forget to check the candy if your children are going out trick-or-treating Please, please, please check the candy. Make sure it's safe because you never know this, this, what's, what are people's intentions. Um, 2020 has been a very difficult year for everybody. So let's remember, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Do your social distancing. Enjoy Halloween. Um, and don't forget to keep it ghosting. Have you ever wanted a 
podcast that um, is multifaceted. Um, that your hosts are cool and down to earth. You know, they talk about everything under the sun, including the kitchen sink. But they also are real. You know. Well, let me tell you about table muscles. Now, Rob and Wolf are co-hosts, and Rob is a good friend of mine. Um, they have a really cool podcast that, um, like I said, covers everything. You know, they do conspiracy theories. They do um, shoutouts. They um, support uh, an, uh, an organization or an awareness for the month um, if you um, are um, going through a rough time you know they make themselves available you know you can hit them up with a direct message on insta their facebook page um, I don't know if they have a twitter yet um, but they're really cool podcast two really down-to-earth guys that um, keep it real, you know. They're there for you. Um, They talk about a lot of different things. So their podcast has a little bit of everything. Um, Make sure you go check them out. It's Table Muscles. They're on every platform. They're on social media. Um, Let them know that uh, Ms. Hyde from what the paranormal sent you and um, go show them some love and and support they're fairly new but you know let's show our support and um, they have a little bit of everything so you know they may have topics that you really enjoy so go take a listen and see what they have don't forget they're called table muscles and they're on uh, social media and um, they um, are on all the podcast platforms. And don't forget to tell them that Miss Hyde from What the Paranormal sent you over. Hey folks, um, thank you for joining us tonight and make sure you like, subscribe, and follow on all our social medias we are on a lot of platforms um we also have a new number where you can text and leave us your ghost story or you can leave us a voice message um telling us about your ghost story and we will incorporate that into the episode if you have any comments, questions, concerns, let us know. You can email us directly at whattheparanormal77 at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message through our social media. With that being said, you'll have a good evening, good day, good night. And we will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to keep it ghosting.